Hi everyone, I'm Anna l a w a t a g u n Assistant Editor at p r a s h a t h a i In March 2019, Thailand held its first election since a military coup. The results of that election saw ex-military Kunta Prayuthan Ocha elected as Prime Minister. However, critics said the election and constitution were both rigged and changed to make the military more influential. Amid an ongoing state of emergency to contain COVID-19, young people around Thailand have taken to the streets to call for Prime Minister Prayuth's resignation, amongst other more systemic changes. Protesters have even hinted at the dissatisfaction at the Thai monarchy, a taboo that can have legal consequences. The latest protest held last week. On the 16th of August, is now known to be the largest demonstration in Thailand since the military coup in 2014. On this episode of Southeast Asia Dispatches, in collaboration with Prashant Thai, I speak to Tate b r i n g p a p a i k i t s e r i Secretary for the Free People Movement, and Natha Mahatana, an activist from the We Vote Movement, about what led to these protests and the implications of the renewed youth movement. But before we start, Prashant Thai is an independent non-profit. Daily web newspaper based in Thailand. You can find out more about Prashant Thai and how to support us at prashanthai.com/english. And if you enjoy this podcast, please do support New Narrative's work by becoming a member of New Narrative at newnarrative.com/join. Memberships start at just 52 US dollar a year. That's just one US dollar a week. Or you can donate at newnarrative.com/donate. And now here's the recording. Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We are here with Natha Mathana and Tate b l u n g p a p a i k i t s e r i Could I ask you to introduce yourself, please? Yes, oh. uh, my name is Tate b l u n g p a p a i k i t s e r i uh, You can call me Ford. I have just graduated from Faculty of Political Science, Chulalongkorn u n g k o r University. Now I am the Secretary General of Free People Movement and Free Youth Movement. Mm-hmm. I'm Bo Natha Mahatana. Um, you may call me Bo, and I actually graduated from the same university as Ford, but uh, a few generations back. And um, at the moment, I'm a teacher by profession, and I am also part of the the democracy activist. And uh, during the the last movement, we vote to call for the election, so I, I was part of that movement. So we're here with two generations of political activists in Thailand, and we are here to talk about the current wave of student-led protests that's going on in the country. I would like us to start by talking about how the protests start, and you know what what was the trigger for the very first demonstration. For current movement, new wave movement, there are two factors that start the protest. First. Has been simmering for six years. We are youth and citizens that live under the regime of Prayut for over six years ago. Under this regime, the citizen rights has been suppressed. The current constitution is written in order to be the tool of Prayut and elitist regime. They monopolize the power. Moreover, the economic system. Economic uh, management has proven to be incompetent, resulting in the alarms rise uh, in the number of poor people. That means the gap between the the rich and the poor is more expand in a uh, few years ago. Second, the trigger our protest on 18 July is the government's lacklessness that led. Uh, 
uh, the Egyptian soldier who were infected with COVID-19 into the country as VIP guests of the government. We spread backlash from Thai people back. Then was the political momentum that we could not miss. Considering these two factors, free use decide to start the protest along with our ally, uh, Student Union of Thailand. Okay, um, just to add on that, I think the the trigger, apart from the big picture that Ford has given, I think the, the real trigger for, for the protest in this wave was the disbandment of the Future Ford Party because we actually seen the flash mob by many university um, students' movement arising um, before the COVID lockdown. And, and, and that, that was the, the trigger at that time. So continuation of that uh, is the fact that that kind of injustice that the students feel has led them to study more about what, what has happened in, in uh, politics in Thailand. And then they, they found out, okay, the origin of the constitution, how it was drafted, how, how it, it was passed, and then the harassment that is done to, to the students' activists, all of that putting together ha- has triggered the, the scale of the movement this time. Well, well, you mentioned the flash mobs that took part that, that took place at the beginning of this year. The protest on 18th of July, um, by comparison, is a much larger event. Why, why was that unexpected for you, that so many people joined that, that event? Our expectation, we think that there are one or two thousand people come to join our demonstration. But when we organize uh, the demonstration at uh, 18 July, it's more than our expectation, around two, two times. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there are 4,000 people come to join our demonstration. And, and why, why do you think that is the case? Why do you think that this event is so much larger than um, previous protests this year and so much larger than what you expected? For the protest that day, I think um, there are also the trigger about judicial system. Um, there was the case of Boss Yu Vitaya, that uh, the the Red Bull area, and the the one who hit the police to death and then ran away. And it turned out that over the last eight years, they cannot put him to to justice. And this happened in front of the eyes of of many and this just is like the last straw. I think we have many last straws <laughs> that put together at the same time and just brought people out. What are your goals? What are the goals of the movement currently? According to the 18 July free use movement, uh, first, stop harassing the people that are using their lawful rights to protest under the democratic principle. Second, the government or the parliament uh, must write a new constitution that truly come out of the will of the people. And uh, last, the parliament must be dissolved so that the people can once more elect their representative under the new rule. New rule that uh, democratic and uh, free and fair rule. And after that, we file 
the new organization, new movement to expand in order to include many many group of people to join us. That that is some free people movement. We add to uh, standpoint that first uh, there must be no coup d'état and there must be no national unity government or grand coalition government and so finally we add uh, one dream one dream that we have to succeed that's the thailand have to transform to democracy with the monarchy must be under the constitution the one dream i think is what the national media are paying attention to because it has been so far very rare to see the monarchy being talked about in social movement and on such a large scale why, why do you think that it's important that we talk about this one dream? Yes. After Siam Revolution, uh, 1832, the monarchy is the one of part of the politics. Yes. So, after Salitanarat, the, mo- uh, the problem about uh, power of monarchy have never been discussed have never been discussed in public or in the parliament. If we need to reform the monarchy, we need to use the po- uh, parliamentary process. But first, we need to address this issue in public. And then the public or the people will press the representative to use a uh, parliamentary process to reform the monarchy. Hmm. I think every political institution must be under the check and balance system, must be transparent and under the, the eyes of the people. And, and that's why it should be okay to talk about the, the monarchy and, and to, to design where, where should this be under the, the whole umbrella of the political context of Thailand. And we have to admit the fact that um, Thailand has over 20 coups so far. And every time the, the king was made to be the coup endorser, which means the, the coup maker needs to go for an audience with the king and, and, and so that he can endorse the coup and, and that's how it was done. And this should stop. Otherwise, no matter how far we can go in, in drafting the new constitution, no matter how legitimate the constitution is, there is no guarantee that it won't be torn apart again. There won't be guaranteed that we, we can, can maintain the democracy in Thailand if there's no reform of the monarchy so that no one can take advantage from the monarchy the way it has been. This shift to um, talking about the monarchy as part of the movement, um, it has led to backlash against the movement from certain sectors of the society. How do you want to respond or address this backlash? In generally, uh, in the country with the constitutional monarchy system, the monarch could only hold power in ceremonial sense, but in our country, during the process of law, uh, the monarchy is grand unchecked monetary power and also in control of their uh, own military faction consists of thousands of soldiers. We, we need to admit fact that 
the monarchy had never held this much power since after the Siam Revolution. So current power is expand more than the concept of democracy. That the supreme power belong to people. If the monarchy held um, much money or much uh, many many militaries, uh, soldiers. It is not constitutional monarchy. It's far from democracy. It's quite similar with absolute monarchy. And if I have to talk with uh, conservative people, I will say that if you would like to conserve or preserve the monarchy, we need to reform them. That make them cannot have much power or political power. That if uh, monarch have only ceremonial power is good for monarch and good for the people. Mm-hmm. To answer how we deal with the backlash, I think we have to allow the the time, and and after you know this shocking um, phenomenon, uh, we 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 allow allow time for them for for the conservatives to express their view, and then we go back and explain with sen- sensible explanation of how each of the the demand or the proposal that was thrown in how would it be good for the monarchy itself and and for for the nation and yeah i think we 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 just need to deal with it um with the reason uh-huh, with logical explanation and we we must open space to discuss about this which is, I think this is a good a point where we could ask Nata, um, as someone who has been an activist before this current wave started, what, what do you think are the differences between the movement now and the movement back when you, when you were a student or even maybe going back a few years? Mm-hmm. When I was a student, there was no political movement at all because at that time we are more or less quite democratic and we, we have a elected government and yeah, it was quite peaceful then because there was no real problem, at least no real problem arising. But over the last few years, um, if I compare our movement when we call for the election and the movement that is happening now, the major difference is the number of people joining. And I think at the time we have the We Vote movement, it was before the general election. That means we are under the absolute authoritarian government. There are more laws to restrict us from political and, and public assembly. Um, to, to state the fact we just cannot gather more than five people. There was that kind of law. So people are more afraid at that time. But now people have more courage to come out. And what empower them, I think, are a few factors. Uh, one is that we have the parliament. And by having parliament, it means we have opposition parties to, yeah, to, to, to at least can, can protect us uh, within the process of the parliament. We also have the media who, who are more, um, <laughs> more comfortable to, to, to speak about the, the opposition to the government. Because at, at the time, when before we have the election, there were 
um, more seriously censored, and many of them are closed down when when they try to criticize the government. So these are just a, a few factors that make people feel more courageous in in coming out, and also the fact that they have seen the result. Of the constitution already, and they have realized maybe that if they don't come out now, the situation will be worse and worse, up to the point you cannot, you know, flip the floor. How does it make you feel to see this phenomenon happening? Mm, okay, I may answer it first because okay. I, I I was not part of the organizer or the leader of the movement this time, so I can uh, answer on behalf of uh, many people. Who, if not all, who are uh, we call ourselves pro-democracy or who wants the true democracy in the country? It is very um, encouraging. It is a high hope. So uh, we think that the the number the number of people we have, if it's enough, it can make the government feel like they have to listen to us, and it already happened after the last protest on on Sunday. We we have seen that the government tried to um, soften the situation by saying that oh they agree with the constitution amendment. So I think that's a good sign. Yes, for me after 18 July. There are many, many fresh mob. Uh, almost whole country, yes. Uh, is has is also some fresh mob use pop culture like Harry Potter, Hamtaro, or LGBT. The the drag. That drag. That something yeah. like that. It's a new aspect of current movement, political movement, that include the pop culture. So it's more approachable. Yeah, so it's, it's more, more like friendly. <laughs> uh, it's more friendly, and many many students feel comfortable to join the protest. And following the 16th forecast uh, last Sunday, there are more than 10,000 come to join our demonstration at Democracy Monument. It is uh, the biggest protest on the street after 2014 coup d'état. This result makes me really appreciate more than half uh, of people uh, in this country that share share the same view and share the same demands and share uh, the same ideology that we need to push the country forward. Ten thousand is actually understated. Maybe yeah, it's twenty thousand. Yeah, uh, it's, very, it's very more big. than ten thousand. <laughs> yes, we we just okay. it is phenomenal. It's the big, big, biggest one since the coup. In amongst all of this, we are seeing older generations who are are saying that the students are manipulated into starting the protest. How how would both of you counter something like this? Uh, uh, in my opinion, this is the age of social media. There are many alternative sources of uh, media and information. The textbook, teachers, or even the state cannot longer bribe youth and students to the other side of the story. They could accept a wide variety and diversity of information from the internet. Mm which in turn help to develop their critical thinking skills. Okay, if someone thinks youth and students are easily manipulated by politicians, by uh, 
senior in university uh, they choose question that why the government propaganda don't work on them don't work on youth and student mm, okay uh, <laughs> as a parent myself i would i would answer that silly accusation by asking can you manipulate your own child Fair. That's fair point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's enough. Yeah. And and you've mentioned that this is an age of social media and the internet. Um, so we are seeing that many many student movements. So you see it in Hong Kong, in the Philippines. You know, young people are coming out and fighting for their rights. Um, as part of the organizers of the protest, what 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 have you learned from these other movements? As uh, first, we learned that diversity has become the sham of the political movement in the present, and that the democratic movement should include these topics into its ideology as well. And second, we learn uh, how to organize mob, how to organize uh, the digital protest. Yes, and. Okay, I I would like to uh, say something with multi alliance or other youth movement around the world. As when we come to protest or demonstrate, our we fight with the conservative establishment. Uh, it's it's very hard, but please believe that it will never be worthless. Time is on our side, and their action could only. Hasten our victory. Time is over. Uh, time is over. Side, but we need to take action to make it speed it more speed, more fast, in to succeed our goal, succeed our demands. Mm-hmm. I think all this movement, uh, it told us that democracy and human rights are something that is universal. We are all calling for the same thing. Uh-huh. That's that's one one thing to confirm. Another thing that we learn from this is that um, the the protest or the the movement there can be many approaches. So I think many movement has learned a lot from Hong Kong and how 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 they fight, how they protect themselves using technology, and how they share knowledge and how they mobilize the mob without. So many prominent leaders. Uh-huh. So, so that's the. It's really the the new new wave. But even though the form of the movement has changed, the principle never changed. For the last seventy years or more, when there is the movement like this, it's all for liberalize the people. It's all for democracy. It's all for human rights. So we human never stop. Um, fighting for that same goal. We are now going to go into the responses that you're getting from the state, especially with harassment. So, so we're seeing several activists who have been arrested, and there was a list of thirty or so people who was that that was being circulated last week as a list of people who are going to be arrested. Since you are on on the list. What are you, do you have any concerns? Are you are you afraid at all? Yes, uh, I'm also one of them. Actually, I have prepared myself. Uh, so, uh, nothing faces, but I do concern 
I do concern that I might waste time with all legal process that take a long time, which could be the obstacle uh, for movement and the time that I can make more money. And still, I, uh, in my opinion, I, I worry about our fellow protesters who might not be as well prepared. This, this is a reason that we must stop the state from harassing the people, uh, no matter uh, physical, uh, mental, and legal. They need to stop uh, use the law uh, to get this off or uproot opposition. And you've dealt with legal prosecution in your while you were an activist. Do you have any advice or any experience to share with the the young people who are protesting? Mm -hmm. um, be firm on your your principle, and also know the law. Try to study about the relevant law that 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 concerns you, so that every of your action is explainable in the court. You know, in judicial harassment, even though you're not guilty, they can charge you, but you can answer that in in the court. And when when you have the knowledge as your basis, it will empower you because you'll be confident in in every action. Another thing I want to give advice is collect the lawsuit only when it's worth it. Not yeah, don't 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 just keep collecting because it is really a, a burden along the road. But when it's worth it, when it's in your strategy that okay, this time we have to exchange. This this time is worth doing it. Just go for it. But yeah, with with your action exp explainable in the court, then you have your own. It's like you have your own protection, at least within yourself, and you will not lose that power. Um, can you explain more about what what you meant when you said that, when you said collect lawsuit when it's worth it? Uh, don't just say thing, say silly thing just to get the lawsuit. For example, some some kids on 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 Twitter they don't know the law to begin with, and then they start expressing some of their thought and sometimes just for fun and and it caused them trouble and and that that is like no point of doing it right but for 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 activists who plan the campaign and who design the campaign okay you 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 know you know what you do for what result uh-huh then you then you weigh it with with the um, possibility of getting the lawsuit and and you think okay it's worth it you you go for it and you fight you fight the case, and also try to limit the charge. By limiting charge, I mean uh, if if there's something you can do before the event to to just cut out some of the charges, then then do it. And I think they are doing it now. For example, uh, you report to the police saying that we will organize the protest this day. You already cut one of of the charge about public assembly without reporting to police. Something like that. Uh -huh. And and ap apart from that, there will only be the reasonable thing you do that you can answer in the court when they do the slap against you. Yeah? Strategic lawsuit against public participation. That's the government's um, strategy against all activists now. But we must have the strategy to counter that. And, and with the knowledge, I'm sure everyone can go around it. Okay. 
Um, and now, and now we have come to another, I would say another actor in this phenomenon, which is the media. There's a trend among um, participants in demonstration to call out mainstream media for not covering the event. Is there anything that both of you would like to say to the, the media, to the reporter who may or may not be covering this protest? Yes, uh, first of all, we must thank uh, the media that help us to report and to expand our voice and demands to the public, to the people, other people that uh, can't come to join the protest. Uh, without them, there is no way uh, that millions, millions of people could know what is happening or learn of uh, our message. Also, but we also concern uh, the media censor, censoring themselves, fearing uh, literations from the state. So we ask that they be that they should be faithful to the media's ethics and report their story true truly. Um, I will give similar advice to the media. First, know the law, because if you know the law, you you will know that there are many things you can report within the law. At the moment, many media just do self censorship without knowing that you actually can do it. Uh -huh. So that's one thing. And then once you know the law, you put push your boundary and do it to your maximum limit. Another thing that media organizations can do to protect themselves is to team up among every media. Suppose you have one meeting to... to to discuss among yourself how how we confirm our stand to to the government, how far we will report, and if all the media report the same thing um, within the boundary you have set for yourselves, then the government cannot do anything to anyone. But if there's only one or two media keep reporting while others do the self censorship, it's very easy for the government to just you know suppress those two. So it's the same principle with the people movement. If every media stand up at the same time, the one who have to bow down or kneel down will be the government. But if you don't, then you will have to forever <laughs> kneel down. Following the, the, the mass protests on Sunday, what, what, do you, what are you planning to do next? On last Sunday, we have given the deadline to the parliament uh, within this uh, September or next month, the parliament must be cancelled uh, Article 269272 of the current constitution so that senators, the 250 senators who were handpicked by the dictator uh, regime, dictator, that's uh, NCPO, instead of their power. If the parliament refused or cannot make it uh, in our deadline or in this September, there will be surely be, uh, we will organize, we will organize another bigger protest. Uh, it's on the process that we are, we need to talk in our team first. That's what the kinds of the next protest. Mm. For me, I will just keep supporting um, the movement um, as a citizen, as an activist, and particularly as a teacher, I'm quite focused on protecting students because there's a lot of harassment by the teachers and by police within the school 
which is not right. And as we talk today, there is student protest at the Ministry of Education as well because they are so, um, yeah, their their rights was violated harshly in the school. So I try to to campaign on that and try to to push for their rights to be protected. And I hope to see that the the parliament will um, will will push forward the agenda for the. Constitution amendment fast enough, uh-huh. so 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 that we don't have to uh, put too much effort and and risk of people's, you know, life. And um, I guess that's one part that we haven't really talked about, and you bring it up, which is that the 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 movement have now spread into high schools and middle schools as well. Mm. Um, as, as a teacher. How does that make you feel? Make make you feel to see you know, because because mm. we I think we have an impression that it's mostly university students, but but now it's also high school. Yes, I have I have two feeling. One is that I'm happy to see that students are concerned about their future and they they take part in the social issue, and that is something we expect to see from every global citizen. That's a good thing. But on the other hand, it just reflects how how bad we are as the adults because we, we, we fail to protect their rights. We fail to make the school safe for them and, and, and we just fail to do our our duty as adult citizen and, and that's why they will have to take part. So th- there is like this mixed feeling. But of course, it is children's rights. To protest and to express, and we must um, protect that right. And um, now, now we've come to our last question, and I think maybe perhaps the most important question because I think that um, hope is a very important part of any social movement. And I would like to ask both of you whether you have hope that change will come to this country. Uh, of course. We wish for our country to turn into a democratic state sec- uh, successfully. We, not only me, not only free people movement, not only activists, but it's also more than 10 million people devote much time and their energy to push uh, our campaigns, to push uh, their own campaigns and I think our demands is possible. Uh, I, I and my team, and with uh, academic opinions, ac- academic proof that our demands can succeed in reality. So we believe that our movement uh, could be achieve the goals. Mm, okay, I think the change has already happened so the change is already here whether or not the transition will be smooth and peaceful that is what we have to work on together and by together I mean parliament media and the people that's going to that's it for today and thank you both of you very much thank you our thanks to Tatep and Natha for joining us on this week's episode of Southeast Asia Dispatches Next week, be sure to tune into Minorities Political Agenda.
our fortnightly podcast series on current affairs in Singapore. And check out Numeratip.com for more stories on Southeast Asia. This is Anna, wishing all listeners a great week ahead. Thank you.